Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. I'm excited you're here. I'm doing a special eight-week series based on the teachings in The Book of Joy, authored by Douglas Abrams. This book has changed my life. I'm totally obsessed with it, and I wanted to share it with you. In 2015, good friends, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu met in India over the course of a week to discuss the nature of joy and obstacles to reaching it. Together, they offered eight pillars of joy, which provide the foundation for lasting happiness. In this series, we'll break down each pillar in detail so that you will have the tools you need to find pure joy. In each episode's show notes, I will include what I personally highlighted in my copy of the book. I will talk about some of these highlights during the episodes, so feel free to follow along as we go. Please join me to finding lasting happiness in a changing world. Pillar three, humor. This is the third of four joy pillars that are qualities of the mind. The last four pillars are qualities of the heart. Last week, we talked about humility. We talked about how it was important to appreciate your own gifts as well as those of others, but to not put anyone on a pedestal. We talked about how we are all one and that what you see in others is a reflection of what you have within yourself. If you haven't given it a listen yet, I invite you to go check it out. Let's move on to humor. I used to think that it was reserved for comedians and those lucky few that seemed to be naturally funny. I have never been able to tell a joke to save my life, and I always found it fascinating how people could endlessly make people laugh. For me, humor, laughter, fun, and play are all in the same category. They are all necessary to lead a joyful life. For many, this way of living comes naturally. Joy is, after all, a natural state of being for most of us. But then as we grow up, we are taught to live life differently and things become more serious, much more serious. Did you know that children laugh on average up to 400 times a day? What do you think it is for an adult? Go ahead and guess. I'll wait. It's 17. 17 compared to 400. I don't know about you, but I think that is not only shocking, but also super depressing. So for you math buffs out there, adults laugh only 4% as often as children do. So let's look at why this is and what we can do about it. What this chapter in the book really comes down to is not taking everything so damn seriously. It is something that is near and dear to my heart as I used to be the queen of seriousness. While I wanted to be that fun, spontaneous person, I just couldn't get myself there. 
everything felt like a big deal. I had convinced myself that everything was indeed serious and should be treated as such. But guess what? My brain is a big fat liar. And so is yours. For most of us, this is how we have been conditioned. It's why we laughed 400 times a day as a kid. And now as an adult, we barely laugh a fraction of that. We were told to fit in the box, do what is expected, act a certain way. And if you don't do those things, well, it's a big deal. It's serious. You get in trouble, you get punished, you get made fun of, right? You were trained to follow the rules. And if you're like me, you have at least one childhood memory of yourself laughing and a grown up telling you that it was no laughing matter or that it wasn't funny. And if you're a parent, you have possibly taught your kids the same lessons you were taught when you were a kid. It's okay. And it's not a problem. Once we know better, we can do better. Here's the truth. There are some not so awesome things that us humans have to deal with during our time on earth. They can be hard things, sad things, unfair things. And I'm not saying that you should pretend like nothing ever bothers you and that you're at a party 24 seven. However, when I look at things that I have gone through that have been difficult in my life, there is generally something I can recognize as good that comes from it at some point in time after the event has occurred. So feel whatever you need to feel in the moment that you are experiencing it. Your feelings are valid. And then see if there is a way that you can look at something and view it differently. An example of this for me is when someone leaves this earthly plane and they are no longer in their physical body. Of course, I am sad and miss them. That's natural. And I don't try to talk myself out of those feelings. I let myself feel them. But after I've processed those emotions, I love to think about my favorite memories of that person and how they made me laugh and the fun we had together. Have you ever been to a funeral service and the eulogies are a bunch of stories that are full of humor and make people laugh? It's because laughter has a way of healing even the most broken of hearts. So it's not to say that you shouldn't feel any type of way. It's just to say that by bringing in some lightheartedness into any situation, it can make it seem like the world will continue to go on in some way. In the book, they talk about how fake laughing doesn't count. You know what I'm talking about. That thing where you force yourself to kind of smile and a disingenuous ha comes out. That kind of laughing isn't the wholehearted giggling and belly laughs that will benefit you and get you closer to leading a joyful life. I would like to add though, this little practice that I'm going to share with you might be helpful for you if you're struggling with getting into a playful enough mood where laughing and having fun comes naturally. Find yourself a mirror and look at yourself in the eyes for 60 seconds. Set a timer if you need to. While you're looking at yourself, start laughing. It's going to feel forced at first. 
what kind of weirdo looks at themselves in the mirror and just laughs, but stick with me. The longer you do this fake laughing, you will find it impossible to look yourself in the eyes and not start genuinely laughing because it's stupid and silly and hilarious. And laughing is contagious, even when it's your own. So this works. How often have you been with someone and they start laughing for a reason that you don't even know, and then you start laughing with them? You don't even have to know why you are laughing. You just do. I have even noticed this if I'm watching a video of myself or others laughing at something. I don't even have to see what is going on in the video. Just by hearing others laugh, I involuntarily have the same response. There are health benefits to laughing and playing and having fun as well. First of all, this might seem like a no-brainer, but it reduces stress. How many times have you been in the presence of a fuddy-duddy or a Scrooge, as I like to call them, and no matter how fit or intelligent they are, they seem old and unhealthy? Their days probably drag on and on as they look for one serious thing to take on, followed by the next and the next. How awful does that sound? I say this not to shame anyone because again, this is just how so many of us were conditioned, but this doesn't have to be you. Laughter also increases the amount of oxygen you take in, which stimulates your heart, your lungs, and your muscles. It also kicks in your endorphins, which are those feel-good hormones floating around in your brain. Laughter stimulates circulation and aids in muscle relaxation. It has also been proven to show that laughter can act as a natural painkiller. How cool is that? It can also help with reducing anxiety and increasing self-esteem. So knowing all this, isn't it worth it to at least try to find the humor in situations? The reason we take everything so seriously is because we aren't in the present moment. We aren't enjoying things for what they are. We are either wishing they were different, thinking about something that has already passed, or worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. This is a surefire way to straight up not have a good time. Give yourself a moment. Breathe. Look around you. Is there anything you can be grateful for right now? One of my favorite things to do when I notice that I'm getting a little uptight is to watch animals. Real life is best, but I'll even substitute videos in a pinch. Animals are the funniest creatures. The way they run, jump, chase, fall over, make noise, fight, and play with each other. It's all hilarious. I promise the world will not stop rotating if you take five minutes to find a reason to smile. This probably goes without saying, but laughing at the expense of someone else in an effort to make them feel bad is never okay. But if you are laughing with them as they make fun of themselves, that's totally different. Laughing with someone creates connection and a sense of oneness. Another reason we have trouble with living in a lighthearted state is that we are constantly trying to control everything around us at all times. 
nothing will take the fun out of a situation faster than someone and their damn schedule. Have you ever been to the zoo and watched how a child was absolutely fascinated by one of the animals only to have them be yanked to the next thing because the parent or teacher had a time limit for each thing and had to move on to the next thing so that they could get everything in? I will admit, I used to do this very thing. I had this idea in my head that we needed to see all the animals at the zoo. So I would rush them from one thing to the next without ever really stopping long enough for them to appreciate what they were seeing. In my quest to stop trying to control literally everything, this was one of the opportunities I saw to test myself. And now when we go to the zoo, I let my kids tell me when they're ready to go to the next exhibit. And if we don't get to see everything there, then so be it. We're busy making memories, which is more important than any checklist. Speaking of the zoo, we were there earlier this year and the girls wanted to peek in this little space that looked like nothing. So we went and you know what we saw? We were able to see a spot that was not easily visible to the general public where an elephant trainer was there with an elephant and they were going through the drills. I guess that's what they're called. Lift this foot. Now that foot, bring your trunk up, turn left now, right. All the commands were rewarded with a treat, of course, but you know what? This ended up being our favorite thing of the whole day. We stood there for probably 15 minutes watching this elephant and the trainer. It was fascinating and it wasn't on our agenda for the day. We could have never predicted that exact thing would be happening at the moment we walked by and decided to take a peek. I have thousands of examples like this. The only thing you can control is you and how you react in any given moment. You can't control the traffic. You can't control the weather. You can't control how long it takes to check out at the store. You can't control when something breaks. And you certainly can't control what someone else says, feels, thinks, or does. Once you accept this, you will be able to find humor in so many situations. If you let go of the expected outcome, your entire essence is lighter and more joyful. And when you feel that way, those around you will also feel lighter and happier, even if they don't know why. And that is how we raise the vibration of the planet. One by one, we make a difference. Notice how the world responds differently when you're laughing and having fun. Things just don't seem so serious. Of course, there are still things going on that cause pain and suffering. However, it doesn't seem so all-consuming when you're focused on finding a reason to laugh. My homework for you this week is that when you find yourself stressed about a situation you're in, take a moment to breathe and see if there is anything right then that allows you to smile or laugh. Maybe you can even allow yourself to play a little bit. Rain ruined your picnic? Go out and dance in that rain. Kids taking forever to pick up their toys? Maybe you can turn it into a racing game. 
boss making unreasonable requests, take a 10 minute break and go outside and see what shapes are in the clouds. This doesn't have to be serious. In fact, I want you to take everything this week as unserious as you can. Have fun with it. Until next time, when we talk about joy, pillar number four, acceptance. Thank you so much for listening. Have a magical day.